I want to take a minute and talk about Shop Boss. It's the ultimate solution for automotive shop management. In fact, the founder was a former shop owner himself. He was an industry guy with coding knowledge and experience who built what he wished existed for his own shop. Let's not forget about their customer service because it truly is second to none. They've invested in the people and the processes, ensuring that you receive top-notch service every step of the way. Say goodbye to the hassle of managing separate sets of books. Everything you need is built right in. ShopBoss also offers built-in DVI functionality, eliminating the need for third-party solutions. With Boss Pay, powered by 360 Payments, enjoy integrated payments with digital signature capture. And with customizable real-time reporting on the owner's dashboard, gain valuable insights into your business at a glance. See how they can simplify your auto shop at shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. Shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. That's shopboss.net forward slash gearbox. My name is Jimmy Purdy, shop owner, master tech, transmission builder, and the host of the Gearbox Podcast. Here I talk with new and seasoned shop owners as well as industry professionals about day-to-day operations within their own shops and all the failures and successes that come along the way. From what grinds your gears to having to shift gears in the automotive industry, this is the Gearbox Podcast. Well, this is it. This is the Gearbox. Is that what you call it? Yeah, what do you think of the name? I like it. The Gearbox, because we're in a box, kind of. We're talking about gears. Yeah, gears. And stuff. I guess we're going to talk about Russes today, huh? The Russes, yes. So, auto repair and Paso Robles. Paso Robles auto repair. Paso Robles auto repair, yes. Yeah, that's it, huh? <laughs> that is a spot right there. Paso Robles auto repair. So if you were to change or do the whole thing over again, would you do it? It's a tough question, huh? It is a tough question. I think about that every day. There's days where I say no, and then there's days where I guess in the good days I say, uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's a good choice. But there's more days where I, I keep on asking myself why. Why did I do this? Yeah, we all do. Huh? Yeah. So every 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 road leads to this final destination, right? So when you started, you started a a shop. Probably most people are looking at a direction like this is trying to purchase a shop maybe from a an established business. And everybody thinks it's the same thing. You either buy a shop that's established or you or you or you do one yourself or you get one inherited whatever. But it's not always cut and dry, black and white, right? So your path to where you are now is definitely kind of interesting. And I think it's interesting because we, we were about, what, a quarter mile from each other? Well, now we are, but before we were neighbors. Yeah. I had to get off that street. I, I, miss, you know? I miss my neighbor. That street was I just too my... <laughs> I had to get out of the ghetto, you know? I had to step up my class like, a little bit, move, you know? Moving to... up, moving up, yeah, exactly. But it was nice to have you down the street, walking distance where yeah, I, yeah. I needed to get away from the shop. I just walked down to yours and just relaxed for a little bit. and just That was my sanctuary right there, my go-to spot just to get away from everybody, everything. Drink all my coffee, my snacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially your snacks. You had good <laughs> snacks. 
bother the wait staff, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's how it goes. I was, I was pretty much like a customer there. Being there almost every day. <laughs> no, customers <laughs> customers usually uh, give me a profit margin. <laughs> I'm, hey, but you know what? I'm one of those customers. I'm, that I, one of, I was one of those customers that didn't give you a profit. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> paying one way or another. <laughs> yeah. So, oddly enough, both both come from Russ's, right? Which is strange. But both shops operate on that street since the early 70s. Go way back, yes. Now your 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 path is is interesting because you've had a partner, which is also the seller, right? So that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I started off working there for gosh ten years, and then that's when the opportunity came along where I was the chosen one to take over. If I wanted lucky to. you. Yeah, lucky me. So at that time, I was like, yeah, pretty pumped up, pretty excited about it. It's like, man, the finally the dream came true, you know. And just a, you know, poor Mexican growing up in Paso, finally made making the dream come true, you know. Rags of riches, you know. <laughs> exactly. So I was I was pumped up, excited, and then uh, so I finally made the the deal, and I thought it was just gonna be just a smooth transition, just. Your normal day, just show up to work, open up the doors, and get to work and make money. Employees come flooding in, customers come flooding in. Right. Now, wa- walk us through the uh, the path there. So, definitely wasn't that straightforward as far as grabbing the keys and being able to run the business on your own, right? So, you went through, I don't know if we want to name drop as far as who you use necessarily to to purchase it, but... You had a unique style, and I've I've seen him at different. I've seen him at Apex a couple of years ago. Um, he had a really good strategy about shop owners that want to sell their business to one of their employees or one of their technicians, um, or vice versa if a technician is looking to buy a shop from the the owner. Um, kind of kind of interesting. It was it was pretty interesting to listen to the the kind of the way he did it. But kind of walk me through that a little bit. With well, he. Um yeah, we were we were in Napa, one of those Napa um, expos that we usually go to, and me and uh, my Russ been talking about it for a couple of years or so, trying to make it happen, trying to figure out a way to make this transition. Just couldn't figure it out. So, luckily, um, yeah, we we went we attended this expo and was at the seminar, and that's where we came across this gentleman um, that pretty much explained everything, um, how everything operates, how everything works. And as soon as he started talking and explaining everything, that's when me and Russ looked at each other and said, well, this is the guy This is the guy we need to get. So this guy facilitates, makes it very easy f- to do the transmi- tra- transition. He pretty much works up everything, contracts, everything that's needed to bind this legally bind the, uh, the contract and makes it easy for the buyer and also for the seller to make it make it happen yeah it gives everyone a piece but that keeps them on on board as well right so it, it, it does um for for a short period of time um of course and you know he after after we took him on and we 
finalize everything and sign everything and I got the keys and there you go. Yeah, he was he was still on for about a year to make sure that everything went smoothly. Or if we have any questions, he was there to answer those questions. Because, yeah, there was still a lot of questions as we went along that we didn't know what to do, how to do this or whatnot. And um, so that was very, very helpful to have, just having him pretty much in my back pocket to call him, hey, like, what do I do here? I mean, we came across a situation. I don't know how to handle this. And he he's, he's a very, very, very smart guy. He knows how to walk you through everything. Yeah, that was a an interesting way. I had a much different experience in the way I, I conducted our um, ownership transfer, but I'll get I'll get into that a little <laughs> later. But it was definitely not uh, I don't know a little more backyard handshake kind of deal. But, but I, I meant as far as keeping Russ, your Russ, the owner of the, the original shop, on board. So this process keeps him on board, right? Right. Well, yeah. So yeah, we've been. We've been on this for about seven years so far, which this year would would be his last year as far as being hands-on, um, pretty much involved with everything in the shop. So it's been a, it's been a long, long seven years because, I mean, it's, that's when I finally realized that I am having a partner is tough. Yeah. Because I got, you know, I got my own direction I want to go with and – you can because you got to consult with your partner about certain things, certain matters. And partner slash boss. Partner slash boss, yeah. And that's, <laughs> that was, that's the most difficult. It's like, so me thinking, I was like, man, this is my, it's supposed to be my deal. Why does it feel like I'm still an employee? Yeah. So that's what made it more, di- more for me, more difficult and just kind of started losing my momentum after a while because I just felt like I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's when I kind of envy, your process because you right away was able to take over and do your thing, handle it however you want. And me on the other hand was couldn't, you know, watching, watching all you guys. I mean, everybody that, you know, certain acquaintances that we have just seeing them opening up shops and whatnot and doing their thing. And yeah. And I think that that's interesting because there's a lot of probably listening right now that are thinking the same thing. Should I open up on my own? Should I buy it from my boss? I don't know if, you know, you typically the owners of a shop that are really good aren't going to want to give it away very easily or very cheaply. So right. they're like, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. I'll go do it on my own. And I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, I don't think that was very easy. I mean, obviously, one way, there's no easy way, right? But I think it's interesting, this dynamic here of, of we're basically we I mean we're literally within 500 yards of each other with two totally different directions that we had where you had and I say that in a way that makes it like you were entitled in a sense but I, I don't I don't mean it to translate that way but you you had like the um mentorship along the way you had a guy that was and he had he ran a he ran a good shop he's been around for a long time it was, it's been past auto, auto repair for decades and so on my side, um, not that it was a bad shop, but it was not well managed. Um, and so it's definitely a little different. So I don't know if my mentorship would have even helped from who I bought it from, but it's still getting into the mix of everything and then kind of having someone to circle back to 
uh, I guess who you use to buy the, you know, do the transaction probably was a big help too as well. Having just, you know, a lot of information, education. Um, luckily in our day and age, we have a lot of podcasts and different things you can listen to to try to help you along the way. So I, I honestly think that was the only reason why I made it as far as I, as I have, is just being able to go on podcasts, listen to YouTube channels, listen to other people and what they're doing, the conversations we constantly have about it. I mean, you're just constantly asking and asking and asking. So I don't know. It's, it's uh, I don't know if one way is easier or better than the other, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, I, I look at it both ways and I say, well, would it have been easier to open up my own shop? Probably not. Because at that time, I didn't have the resources to do so. Right. So for me, yeah, you're right. It was a lot easier because I was just able to walk into established uh, facility, ready to go, ready to rock and roll. With you know our clientele, can't complain. I mean, we had a very good clientele, so I was I wasn't worried about it. So it was just nice to be able to walk in the door and conduct business like any other day, and. What I thought made it a lot easier for me was the fact that I was already doing a lot of these chores. I'm pretty much taking on this manager role. Right. So for me, it was just like, okay, well, I'm already doing a lot of this manager manager role that I'm supposed to be doing. So, Or or, or, or what you thought you were supposed to be oh, doing. Oh, what I thought I was supposed <laughs> to do. But boy, was I wrong once I, yeah, once I got the key. I mean, I was just like. Well, this is totally different. This is not what I this expected. Is not what, this is, this no, is not the roles I thought I was no, going to be playing. No, now it's like now I got to deal with the headaches. Now I got to deal with, you know, customers complaining. And the worst thing of all, hearing your employees complain. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that is that is the worst, isn't that's it? That's the worst. I'd rather hear customers complain than the employees because, oh, my God. So, anyways, it just, it was, yeah, it was a lot easier for me in that aspect because everything was there for me already. Yeah. So, you know versus what you did i mean i mean you almost had to start from the bottom in a sense in a sense yeah so i I think it helps to have i mean any part and it's just like i guess you look at it as as like a an assessment or a diagnosis on a vehicle where you're just eliminating possibilities of what the problem is and so anytime you can walk into an established facility even though quote unquote air quotes established right if you have even a small clientele base even if the phone number even if the the if you just have a rent you know a a lease signed already like anything you can check off that list is already helping you move forward so i think i mean definitely not from the bottom bottom necessarily for me i didn't have to go looking for uh, a property i didn't have to you know get a phone number i didn't have to you know build a client list per se i had to definitely um fire a lot of clients but <laughs> yeah we all do from year to year and decade to decade so that that was just e- it was just easy to get in front of that ball and, and and learn how to manage that you know uh like you know what this isn't working for anybody here we don't do that and we don't do free diagnoses we don't do free code checks we don't do free uh, anything <laughs> sometimes you gotta say it's not you it's me yeah it's so this ain't gonna work this ain't gonna work sorry <laughs> this isn't a beneficial relationship for either one of us here you know and yeah. so that's that's interesting too so when you take over from you know another owner obviously 
no matter how seamless you try to make it, there's always changes you got to make, right? I mean, for me, it, it was a huge customer base I had to I had to change to. Um, the policies we had to change it was it was purely a transmission shop. Had to move it more into a full auto repair facility. What were some of the big struggles or the big changes that you obviously are still facing now? So, and that's 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 a great question because you got guys that are looking in the same shoes that you are right now. Hey, I'm going to buy my shop, uh, buy, buy the shop for my boss. He, he's going to let us take over. We got a 10 year plan, whatever it is, but you don't think you try to think ahead, but you don't anticipate some of the roadblocks that come up, right? Like some, t- like you, you were just excited to get there. Let's make this happen. It's going to be mine. I do whatever I want. And then you realize like, hold on a second. Like he's still part of it, but I don't want to do what he's doing anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, his, his, don't get me wrong. I mean, this guy, he's a phenomenal guy. He's smart. I mean, he, he's, you know, if you look back at his history of where he came from, I mean, all these businesses he's had and he, he's, he's made. He, yeah. And not to say that you're right or he's right or anybody's right. doing anything wrong, but we all have our personal touches that we want right. to do so that we know it's, it's your shop, you know? Right. And so you can't do everything he's doing because it's not you're not him. No, at first, no, <laughs> so. exa- no, exa- exactly. You know, and then, then that now I just I I look back. You know, I was like, it takes takes me back to where back when I was a youngster. You know, where your parents are giving you advice: don't do this, don't do that, and this is the way you do that. And obviously, as a teenager or youngster, you, you don't listen to your parents. You you know, no, I'm, I want to do it this way, and this is the way I want to do it. So. In turn aspect, that's the way I was kind of looking at things. Is just I was, you know, looking at that like in that aspect. Now looking back, I was like, you know what? He was right about a lot of things. You yeah. Know? And 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 at that time, you know, a few years back, I was just like, no, I was in my set of my ways, and this is the way I want to do it. And, and now I'm seeing some of some of the fruit that I'm, you know, producing now. That right. it's like crap. Now I'm paying for that now because. He was right. I should have just done it this way or done it whatever. I mean, however you, advice he gave me, and um, I should have just followed that advice, and I would have, probably wouldn't be in this position. To you know, I had I had my I had my uh, dream shop that I I was expecting to run. You know, I was uh, expecting a you know I'm gonna be the like the nicest boss ever. Where. <laughs> you know, I, we'll barbecue every Friday. Yeah, exactly. Have barbecue Buy lunch Friday. every every day at noon. Yeah, you know, yeah. just hey, you guys, you know, you guys know what to do. You just do your job, and you know, we'll be fine. Just you know, other than that, you can do whatever you want, kind of thing. You know, everybody's gonna be happy. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I was, I was. <laughs> I was thinking of rainbows and called, unicorns called pup, and everything. Puppy love, and, and you know? Puppies and everything, you know. You like, had a crush on, on the exactly, idea. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I was like, you love. know what? Yeah. So I was like, this is how I'm going to run my shop. I'm gonna. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun, fun atmosphere. Everybody's laid, laid back. Everybody's going to have fun. You know, there's going to be a lot of laughing going on, whatever. I, I, you know, it's like, that's that was my thinking back then. And then now reality hits and now everything changed around for me. Now I'm just like, yeah. no. This ain't this 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 dream ain't gonna happen, you know. Unless unless I change, you know, the my ways. And you know, you gotta. I just like a parent. You gotta be strict and you gotta be firm, but at the same time, you gotta be, you know, understanding. Well, in, the, in this day and age, right now, you gotta be a little right little on the soft right. side. That you're right about that. So, a lot of that stuff, I I started noticing. It's like now I see now I see the light. Now I see why my my boss partner was the way he was. 
to yeah. avoid all this. Right. Because your, your um, epiphany, your realization didn't happen overnight, right? No. It's been, what, close to 10 years now. Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just a struggle the whole time and realizing that uh, everyone you hire is not going to have your mentality. I think that's the biggest one for me too. You just you just assume every tech and every mechanic you're going to hire uh, is just going to come in and, and be the rock star, you know? And I think that's the biggest challenge. That's a, I think for me, it was the last thing I thought about. It was like I had all these other things, and I'm like, oh, I'll be able to get employees. Like I'll be able to get techs. Like there's plenty yeah. of techs out there. Like, and so you just didn't even think about it. It wasn't even, and not that you wanted to treat them poorly, right? Like we, you know, had the same idea. Like obviously, we took over because we wanted to have a better environment for everybody else. It was kind of the reason why I started taking over. Is like we can make so much more money here, and that means yeah. everybody gets paid more. You know, and then we can do fun stuff too, but you start realizing there's so many, you know, people, employees, techs, whatever you want to call them out there that just aren't, don't have that mindset. And it's so hard to wrap your head around like, what, what do I need to do? And then you realize you're just the way you are. (laughs) I can't change who you are. And then that's the thing. And every guy that you look for, you're looking for somebody like you. Yeah. And that, you can, you can, I mean- to find another Jimmy out there, probably almost impossible. <laughs> so it's just like it's you know. So it's, it's like the song "One in a Million, huh? Yeah, one. Of, yeah, <laughs> it's one in a million. You know. So it's like in me the same way. Every 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 tech, every person that came through, I was just trying to. You were looking for me. For, yeah, I was looking for You're you. Looking I, was for like, I, gotta, I gotta find my Jimmy. <laughs> I gotta I gotta have my Jimmy over here. So it's just you know, yeah. Everybody everybody's different, and you know, I've had guys that don't even last a week because. They, right. they just don't last. Right. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. And then you, you, you left wondering: Is this was something I did? Was it, yeah. Was yeah. not a good boss or or what? Or, yeah. And now is that the hardest thing? The hardest pill to swallow, right there? Especially when you're starting, when you start getting guys that are quitting on you or not yeah. showing up. Like, I mean, it's still for me. It's still fresh for me. I had to just let a guy go today, and it's like, it's like, it makes you think, like. Is it something? I mean, I I get the realization now. It's like, okay, it's obviously not what I did. We tried everything we could, but you're still wondering, especially in the very beginning, like, what do I need to change to to change who I am? And you get so emotionally involved right. in like these guys that come in and work, and everyone thinks, oh, you're just the big bad boss, right? And you're just like, oh, you'll just replace me at any minute. Like, I'd, you're, I'm I'm just another number to you. It's like, no. <laughs> Not even a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, of course the, 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 the paychecks obviously in the front of your mind every week when you got to write it for them. But during the week you're, you're wondering like, man, is everything all right? Like you don't even want to sit down to have lunch, you know, cause you, you want to make sure you're doing everything you can to make right. sure that they got everything they need to continue working and making their money. You know, it's like, you feel guilty just taking 10 minutes to eat a sandwich, you know? <laughs> oh, you're right. And I mean, I've seen you out in your car hiding <laughs> stuff in your face real quick. Like, what are you doing out here? I don't want to see anybody see me eat. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like embarrassing. It's like you're like, I don't know. How low can that go? I mean, it, you know, kinda, you got to hide just to eat. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you don't really, I mean, it's it's that it's that bootstrapping at first, uh, you know, when you're trying to, and and you don't realize it till later on. It's like, wow, that was like I was making the mistake, but you think that you're doing the right thing because you just need to be sure that you're there, you're present, you you can be accessible at any given time for any reason because you hated it when you worked for someone and you were looking, where is this guy? Is on a test drive? Like, 
I, I need I need the boss. I need the boss, you know? And, and then you realize like, well, that was poor leadership on their part too. It's like, you should have systems in place that everybody knows what they need to do at every time. But in your own mind, you haven't realized that yet. And you, you just keep trying to be available and you try to be there and you're just trying to do the best at being a poor manager, <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know? You're just like, well, he did it this way, so I'm going to do it even better that way. It's like, that's even worse. <laughs> Oh, you're right. And, and bringing up that point, I mean, I think that's how I got started with, with I say, with that mentality that, that I got initially was I was kind of using him as a guideline. It's like, you know, when I was working for him, you know, there was no radio allowed. And just pretty much, you can't even, there's times where you couldn't even feel like you couldn't even talk, you know, with your Conrad over there, you know, it just, just get to work and that was it. And that's, Kind of what I used for for me was, you know what? I didn't like it the way it was back then when I was working. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. So for me, it's just, again, I, I, I kind of go back to referring back to, to having kids. You know, you want to give your employees everything you didn't have back then. Just like you give your kids what you couldn't have back then either, even though without spoiling like, them, obviously. It's like grand, grandparents. Grandparents, I say. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Without, well, grandparents will spoil your kids. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. But you know me. I'm now. I'm trying to find the fine line between you know giving them what they want without them getting spoiled. Because I got to that point where they were expecting all the time. They were expecting this, expecting that, and it's like your kids. No, my employees. Oh, okay. <laughs> my kids are well trained. They they know they know they know. I give props to the mom. I, 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 give, I give props to the mom. They you know they. <laughs> Got them aligned, but no, my kid. That's why I, you know now I have my wife at the shop now, hoping to be able to do the same thing and do with my kids to do with the guys. Oh, now. there you go. Yeah, but it backfired on me. Now she's part of the guys. Now she's. I think I joke around with her. It wouldn't surprise me if these guys decided to go uh, protest outside the shop because you know unfair wages or something. You'll be out there with them too with the sign and everything. And I was like. <laughs> You're on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah exactly. What are like, you doing? Like, exactly. That's what I tell her. Like, You're on the wrong. What are you doing out there? I was like, well, I'm just trying to help them out. And I was like, no. I was like, you're helping the wrong direction. Exactly. You're helping poor management. Exactly. It's like <laughs> you got to change things. the game. And so that kind of backs all the way up to the the first question of like, what exactly do you do differently than before? Right. So not like like I said, and and in this kind of the way I'm wording it now makes it seem like I'm what he was doing was wrong, but. Times have changed, you know, so like cell phone usage and stuff like that, um, you, you know, you know, it shouldn't be on your phone, but you need it sometimes to look up certain information, right. whether it's a tablet or a laptop, whatever the, the shop is that they have. But um, I mean, the times have changed. And so the different ways of leadership, you know, you, you see what they do and you're like, well, he, he, he doesn't let me listen to the radio. So I'm going to crank that radio up. We're going to have a good time. And that's not a bad thing. That's that that breeds a good shop culture as long as, you know, there's. It's kind of standards around it. You don't want that thing cranked up so that the next tech's like, dude, I can't even think right now. Or the no, service right, advisor's right. on the phone. Like, I can't even have a conversation right now. So there's definitely a point to not having the radio turned up. But also like, hey, let's turn it up a little bit and get myself out of my mind a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not no, a bad thing. But No, it's not. And I, and I think it, it is necessary. And I, again, I mean, you know, with with him not allowing the radio back then, I just, like I said, I, that's what I told myself. I'm going to have a radio. The first thing I'm going to do Soon as I walk in the shop, when I got the key, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. That's what I did. I got a radio. I put it on. And it's like you know what? Okay, now, now we're talking. You, you bet. 
That's the first thing I did. Spent a spent over <laughs> half a million dollars just so you can listen to the radio. Or you could have just that, got that, a job somewhere yeah, else, no, man. Who right, wanted to do right. that? You're right. Should have just gone to school. That was an expensive <laughs> radio day, wasn't it? I think I just did that just to prove that point, just to yeah. buy radio, and that's it. But you know what? But then I, you know, as time passed by, I, I did notice. You know what? There is times where you do need you do need some peace and silence just to be able to think and yeah and there's times i walk in the shop and i don't even think about it and the radio's off and it's been on off for for a while and i was like oh that is nice being just quiet, oh, quiet on yeah it's quiet peaceful i was like everything's relaxed cool but you know there's times where you do need it on to kind of give you pumped up motivated and get things going and for the most part that's that's what we have it but i think yeah it get it gets to the point where you know some of the guys do take advantage of it and it did before i mean there's my previous employee that I had, and I mean, he had a tendency of doing that, just turning the thing up. Right. And, cranking and, it up. Cranking it up. And I was like, just... you know what? No. You know, and I, you know, the fact I'm not as fortunate as you to have a nice office and everything. And, you know, mine, you know, at the shop. It's a box. It's just well, a, it's still still an office. It's a nice office. Box. It's a nice office. But, <laughs> you know, at the shop, there's I'm pretty much the office isn't right there at the shop. So there's no walls, no nothing. Right, right. It's just right there in the open. So, with the radio blasting, can you barely hear the customer or even the customers like sometimes like, what's going on there? You have, you have a nightclub going on over there or what? I mean, it's just banging, right, right, banging. Right. And at that point I got like, you know what? No, that, that yeah, can't. it crosses the line between trying to keep techs happy and productive and then being unprofessional. All right. And it's one of those many, many gray lines that you're constantly trying to battle all day long, you know, yep. where as you start, you just wanted to be a tech and just work on cars and have a good time. And you're like, hey, I can do this myself. I can hire other guys that are like me. We'll all just sit here, have a good time, and make tons of money and 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 fix cars. And it's like, it doesn't that's no, not the reality. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not the reality. And and you just slowly see you see yourself turning into a Russ. You know. You're right. Yeah. Like sometimes I do sit there and I was like, man, I'm already turning into him now. You know and. And I, man, I, again, I, I get it. I mean, it's it's the reason for that, and it's the reason why he, you know, he made it this far is because of who he is. And yeah. I respect that now. I respect that. And yeah. now I'm trying to turn myself into a little bit of that too, because you know you got to have law and order there, or else everything goes chaotic. You've been at the shop already a few times where things get chaotic and just everyone's just having a great time. Everyone's having a great time doing what they want, whatever, and. <laughs> You know, finally I got to the point where it's, you know what, enough is enough already. I got to change, change it. Well, now, and now, now it's all, it's, it's not all bad, right? So there's definitely some, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but there's definitely some, what do you say? Some, some, uh, some numbers or facts you can put up behind that, right? So not to get too, too deep into the finances side of it, but it's not like you're doing bad. I mean, so there's definitely, uh, proof in the pudding let's put it that way as far as like the way he had managed and the way you've where you've started and where the numbers are now and of course that's a lot of help from mentorship maybe from internal from having him on board or from who you use but also outside training right so it's definitely helpful to do that kind of stuff and then also realize like okay my tech mentality running a business is not what is what makes money so have you seen a change in the numbers as far as between car count, ARO, you know, and, and, and implementing these changes, it definitely impacts the bottom line, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, obviously training is a 
very important. And I've always stressed how important it is for training. I try to get my guys to go to training and whatnot. But I try to focus on myself a lot more as far as, you know, how to be a good leader. Right now, that's the one thing I'm struggling with is becoming a good leader. Yeah, you've had uh, really great months, but you want to sustain that, of course. I want to keep on, yeah. And I know that I have room for improvement, and that's what I got to, I'm trying to find out myself is what changes I need to do to become better. So you're at a, what, 70, 80 car count a month? Uh, Somewhere in those lines? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I went from, yeah, I went from low. I mean, it was like maybe 40 and almost doubled it. Yeah. And not uh, that car count is everything that matters, but no. you're, obviously your average repair order went up as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it was, that was down from to 200 and something. And all of a sudden it, it ramped up to average almost 500 something yeah. work order. So yeah. I, I, especially this year, this year I, or I should say past the past, last year, I mean, I've, I noticed just a significant ramp on and, you know, the gross profit and, and total revenue. Right. Um, from that shop. And it, it, it was amazing. It was, it was exciting, uh, thrilling to see that happen. Never seen that before. Even, even Russ was amazed by that compared to what he used to produce to what, what he used to produce was that shop to what it is now. I mean, that, that pretty much almost close to tripled, which, it's amazing. Now I have a little taste of what what could happen. Yeah, the potential. The potential. So it's and, that, like and that's funny because that's changed your motivation of keeping the shop in a sense, right? So you had a different motivation mindset when you took over, right? You just wanted the radio, and now I want more see, than the radio. Now you, now you see the numbers, and you're like, "This is now what I'm going to start channeling my energy towards." Yep. You know. Not just car count, but keeping your average reporter, repair order up, keeping the guys productive, keeping them efficient, keeping them happy. Uh, I think that kind of goes back and forth. You always want to have the guys happy even when you start till you know, 10 years down the road. But, um, yeah, it's interesting coming from the, how the motivation changed and how it needs to change and how some guys out there that are running a shop just need to see a different way of viewing who they are and how they're running their shop and then what can motivate them moving on. Cause you lose that motivation. Once you own it, once you got the keys, once you control the radio, now what is there, you know, now, okay. now I'm just going to, I'm going to work really hard and get as many cars out as I can for no good reason. <laughs> you're right. just, you're just running yeah, on they, the treadmill and you're like, yeah. And then you're like, where's my money? And you get down to the end of the first year or the second year that you guys were partners together. And you're like, where's my cut? And it's like, there is and no that, money. You know what? And that's honestly, I think for me, that was a really downer for me. Cause the first, yeah, first two, three years, I was seeing anything. So I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I beating myself up? Why am I stressing now for, for what? I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this place. And finally, I think the eye opener was, you know, a couple of years ago when finally we started finally making some money to where I actually, I was able to put money in my pocket at that point, which also in return helped me be able to finally purchase my home, which I, been working and working hard to make that happen. If it wasn't for that, and none of that would have happened. But yeah, that now it's a big motivator for me. I'm I'm pumped up. I'm excited for this year because now, obviously, I want to do better than last year. So I kind of starting to get that thrill back from from the beginning. But I had that motivation, that pump, that wanted to go get it. 
type attitude. Um, and now I'm starting to get that back again. So trying to make this happen this year again. Get remotivated again. Get remotivated. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was the, the, the beginning and that's, that says a lot to like how the whole situation was managed too, is, uh, taking those two or three years. And I think there's a lot of negative connotation about bootstrapping. And I don't think that's necessarily what I'm, what I'm referencing here, but definitely putting as much back into the shop and the business as you possibly can in those first couple of years, I think is pretty critical. Um, I don't think bootstrapping in a sense of like, um, not paying yourself and, and keeping, you know, all your employees wages as, as low as possible is, is what needs to be done. But, um, you, what you're talking about is actually your, your, your stipend at the end of the year, right? So you, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, like, yeah. so you yeah. were, you were still paid as an employee and paid, you know, a, a, a good, um, uh, technician wage, but you're talking about your dividend at the end of the year owning the shop. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I was still getting paid my normal salary that I was getting, but, Obviously, with you know prices nowadays, you can't survive on that now. I right. mean, you can't even. Yeah, you can't even. Well, not not and not running a shop. Not running the shop. Not when you so. have all the responsibilities. Well, of, well of yeah, a shop and, and that's on. and that's what I kept on t- telling myself is like I got all this responsibility, all the headaches and everything. Yet I'm not reaping anything, you know. And that was that was a downer for me. I'm just like, I shouldn't. I should just go back to being an employee. Yeah, and forget about the headaches. Right. So, but. Like I said, once I started seeing the increase and in climbing, and I said, "Okay, you look excited. Let's see what happened this year." And okay, we did a little bit better, but like I said, finally made it happen, and you know, I got a little bit of kickback. And- now, from uh, now that also in that in that point in time when you're struggling, you know, or in a sense struggling, you're not getting your what you feel is your what you should be getting, and you hire a new tech, right? So, how was your thought process between when you started? And where you're at now. Now, of course, we are in like, I mean, everyone, there's always a tech shortage, but from, you know, 10 years ago till now, it's, it's definitely a lot different. But besides that, you know, personally, when you look at a tech to hire them from where you, when you started until where you're now, how's your mindset's different? Like, what are you looking for now for a tech? And, and not so much as like what they can do, but financially. Well, I've been fortunate enough not to, have to look for techs as often. Most of my guys that I hired on have stuck around for well ever since I pretty much took over. So I haven't had to have that I haven't had that problem yet to where I have to be searching for anybody. But that changed here in the last week where you know one of my guys um I lost one of my guys already so um, can't blame him. He's, he's out, you know, looking for a better opportunity, which, you know, that's, I think that's what sucks, you know, for shops, small shops is you can't compete with these benefits that, you know, these government jobs and stuff like that. I mean, that. that's what, that's what needs to change in the industry yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, it, so I don't blame him. I mean, I just don't know. You know what? You got to do what you got to do for your family. Um, there's no, 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 um, no foul. I mean, yeah, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. I mean, you're thanks for I mean, your hard work, yeah, and dedication, yeah. and, and then you know, and I and lucky you I, got them for I, almost you know five years. I don't, I don't think I've had a tech for more than a year in the last six years since I've owned this place. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, you know what? I've I think had what, a high tech turnover. <laughs> I think I'm a nice guy, but I don't know. I guess not. I don't know. Uh, uh, but 
Maybe, you know maybe your whole nice, easy going, turn up the radio that, thing I, worked. You know what? You kept I kept them around longer. I, I don't know. I maybe think that's you're right. What, I think the word went around, and I think that's what it, that's what it was. But you know, it 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 did hurt because I mean, he, he this guy was a guy that kind of turned around for me a little bit at the shop. I mean, he uh, he made he pretty much made it happen in the last few years. I mean, he yeah, you molded him, you trained him, he, and yeah. And now he grew wings and he decided to fly away. Exactly. That's that's the hardest thing, but it's also the best thing for the industry as a whole. I mean, you trained him really well. He he learned, and now he's going to go out and make the rest of the industry look good. So it stings, of course, for you. I mean, and from the pocket to when you got to show up and he's not there and there's that that empty spot in the, well, in the corner of the shop and you can you know cry a little bit and that's but, you know <laughs> no and that's it's good for the industry no, as a whole not, when no, you train yeah, a tech not, and he's right. like he's like out there and he's doing his thing you know no you're right but yeah you know short of doing what you just mentioned i was you know pretty close to doing it. i just went in the corner and just monday morning coming to the shop and not seeing his box here and just not hearing his voice. Not hearing his voice and everything, and just then you like oh, think you hear it, and you're like, is that, yeah, it, no, it's is like, that you? No, it's, it's not him. No, it's, it's like, not. It's one of the other guys. It's like, oh, it's just you. <laughs> Never mind. So, but uh, no, he he. Uh, it's like I told him, you know, he left a big imprint there at the shop, and and you know, so an imprint that nobody's ever going to forget. I mean, he, like I said, he he changed he changed it for me, and that's what I'm very grateful for him for doing that. So he kind of opened up my eyes to. To what's possible. Yeah. Bring someone on. You can train them in-house. Yeah. And, and so without him, I don't think it would have been in this position. Um, and that's a good learning experience, too, for for you for the next one, right? And that's kind of kind of the, the direction I was going with with, like, the conversation right. is, like, for, for me starting and it was all about, you know, I, it sounds terrible saying it this way, but negotiating the lowest amount I could hire someone on for. Right. Because when I started it, you know, you read all these books and you listen to all these things about, oh, keep your cost low. It's not how much right. you make, it's how much you keep and on right. and on and on. So you're like, okay, so I'm going to negotiate everything. You're negotiating the freaking, the uniform service to the, yep. to the Colgan guy, to the, yep. you're calling PG&E and seeing if there's anything. I mean, you're just like, you're just on one. You're, you're, you know, salesman one-on-one, you know? So when the tech comes in and you're like, you know, oh, I want to start at, you know, 30 bucks. How, how about 24 and a half? You know, it's like, you're just, <laughs> you just no, turn to this guy. You're like constantly like just bidding everything down. But it's like, that's the one, I think biggest mistake I made is, is like, and maybe the highest reason I have such a high tech turnover is because I, I do that. And then I expect a whole lot out of them. And I don't think it's been till really this year. I've really realized like, you know what, I'm going to pay whatever it takes and um, whatever they ask, I'm going to give them. If they walk in the door and they want 40, 45, 50 bucks an hour, you got it. You got it. Let's see what you can do. Like here, here, here's your paycheck and this is what I expect. And as long as we're all on the same page, you, that you you just tell me what you want, you know, in a sense, <laughs> right? Like, and I think that's the biggest point. I think you can't go cheap when it comes down to tax, right? I mean, right. You can't, and and that's one thing that I'm learning now. I mean, you know, just comparing it to my last guy. I mean, he was worth every penny. Yeah. So whatever whatever I was paying him, he was worth every penny. So now, like you're saying, now the same qualities he had, and that's what I'm looking for now on the next guy. And I'm willing to pay whatever he needs to pay to, if he meets the requirements to, to make it happen. And then make sure you stay on top of it too. You yeah. know, I think like the one year evaluations that you sit him down and say, "Hey, you're doing really well." I think you should be reevaluating yourself as, as, as to a point too. Like, hey, if this guy came in my shop with the experience that I've just taught him in a year, what would I pay him? You know, I think it's hard for a lot of guys to look back like. 
you're, you're, I mean, you're a smart guy. You taught him a lot. And so in a weird way, you've costed yourself money in a sense for payroll, but it hasn't because he's paying that back in tenfold, oh, you know, yeah. by the, by the experience that you've taught him, he's made you so much more money, but it's like the more he learns from you, the more you, that you really need to pay him. And I think a lot of guys that own shops don't realize how smart they are yeah. or like how tech savvy they are and how much they're teaching these, uh, greenlings, right. Or yeah. the greenhorns. And it's yeah. like, I'm making you someone important i'm making I'm, I'm teaching you a lot so here now i'm paying you because i'm teaching you and i think that's another big aspect in the industry too that needs to change is like you, you, just because you taught him something doesn't mean you don't you get to negate paying him for it right or her yeah and then you know i never i never held back when it came down to you know spending uh, what i do now it was spending money on my guys I and mean, training anything that can make them better right you know go for it you know, yeah. whether it's training whether you know hey, let's you know ASC testing, ASC testing whatever yeah yeah hey you know anyways to motivate them to improve themselves i'm all for it you know even you know as far as you know as simple as you know hey let's taking small little trips here and there i mean it's just like hey just kind of get together just kind of have that bro time with all camaraderie. The guys, camaraderie that's what it yeah, was yeah, yeah you know and kind of get them taco pumped tuesday up. yeah there you go taco tuesday See, whatever it takes right you know? there <laughs> you know and you know just you know see what they want i mean and that's one of the biggest things that i think i started doing and then i failed is like you're saying having monthly meetings or you know quarter meetings with them and say hey where are you at you know I, 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 that's I, hard man it is you know and I think you get into that boss mentality that you forget, you know, they're also human beings. They, they you know, they want to sit down. They want to talk, you know, see where they're at. I mean, they could have issues at home you don't even know about, and that's what's affecting their work. Yeah. You know, even though we say, you know, leave issues you have at home, leave them at the door, don't bring them with you. Yeah. But it's hard to do. Not not in 2023. No, it's hard to do. So yeah. I think that's one of the things I, I think I've failed, and I think, I said my guy that left, uh, he taught me that. I said, yeah. what do you say? Yeah, you got to give five to, I forget that expression. You got to give five to, to take five or something like that. Takes money to make money. Uh, whatever. Like it's, it's people like whatever that. It, it, was, it wasn't it was, important. It, it, it wasn't important. <laughs> <or else I wouldn't laughs> Everything you said wasn't really but important. It's like, yeah, it's like, I'm you sorry gotta, he's gone. <laughs> you know, you got to show that you care so yeah, they yeah, could show, no, no. So, they, so they could care. So Absolutely. Just, so that's one of the things I've, I've, need to work i know i need to work on and, and uh, well it's it's difficult in a situation when you're the owner and you don't have the mentorship and i think this circles back to the, the beginning of the conversation of like having someone that's your boss that's your partner that you're together on this thing is he can always look over your shoulder hey you're doing this wrong and i didn't really have that i didn't have someone saying this is what you're doing wrong i had to like look back on the scope of what I was doing and say, what am I doing wrong? Right. And then look at what other people are doing. It's like, and then try to be a third person in my own situation. Like, okay, is this, did I do that? Is that like what I'm doing right now? And it was like so hard and it still is. I mean, uh, luckily my wife, you know, she runs this, the front, so she can definitely keep me in check a lot better. And that's probably been the biggest, you know, uh, part of, of our shop moving up in the world is just having her, you know, keep me in line, making sure that I'm staying on my path. Cause I'm just like, Oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to do this. But if no one's checking 
your work, you don't know that you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and for techs, and not to say techs have it any easier, but you know, you, you start micromanaging a little bit and you're like, hey, your productivity is down 5%. What's going on? You know, and, and it's like, that looks like a bad micromanaging situation, but it's like, hey, I'm paying you your productivity bonuses. So I'm, of course, I'm worried why you're all of a sudden you have a 10 or 15% decline in your productivity in the last three weeks. Like, yeah, I'm concerned about that financially, but also like, hey, man, what's going on? And us in our positions, we don't really have that unless you have like a coach or somebody that's above you that's like, hey, so I'm, I'm noticing your numbers are down. What's going on? And it could be something personal. It could be, hey, my wife's been sick. Hey, I'm just like feeling out of it. Hey, and it's like, that's why it is important to have those conversations to stay on top of those. It is. And there's nothing wrong with the, like talking about the productivity and all that. It's like, it's just the way you come at them. Yeah. That, you know, that. I mean, not what you say, but how you say it. How you say it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if you take them out for, Hey, let's go out for lunch, whatever, you know, and a, neutral environment well you're kind of expecting them to bring it up though too right because you got i mean we ha- we have the kind of the same pay plans we've gone over this before how, yeah. we do, how we do our bonus structures and we pay them based on productivity on top of the hourly and it's it's we both have hybrids but you know we, we try to stay on that same um page there but when they start dropping back you start like hey what like why aren't they asking me about this like aren't they aren't they worried about not getting paid you know what I, funny you bring that up because I, one of my guys is pretty good about that he does bring it up to me, to my attention and say, you know, haven't you noticed that my numbers are down, my productivity, my productivity's down? And I was like, yes. I mean, but I don't bring it up because if you got something going on at home, I think it's personal. If it's something that really will, you know, really is bothering you, then you bring it up to my attention. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. So I'm waiting for him to, tell me what's going on and, and he's, he's waiting, waiting for, for me you. to ask so yeah. it's like it never it never happens yeah so now if i've learned if once i see something hey what's going on everything's okay i mean i mean there's anything i could help you with i mean i just yeah. i noticed that last month i mean kind of well i think we both have a little ptsd when it comes to like bad employees <laughs> even the very beginning everybody like everybody's you know trying to do it cheap and buying cheap labor and trying to you know not not having the culture that you should and you're just you're hiring based on numbers instead of you know getting to know somebody like hey we can really get along but yeah you get a little bit of that ptsd going on right where you're like i don't want to ask because i don't want this guy to like freak out and yeah quit. you know like yeah. everything like we're, we're, we're stable right now and yeah. let's just like keep it that way so yeah. i'm not gonna say anything but exactly. you start realizing like the 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 actual real text of the good the good employees they will appreciate that they appreciate you coming up just like you in a sense would appreciate someone telling you hey you're not doing this right what do you think about doing this and you're like oh dude give me some golden nuggets man tell me what i'm doing wrong please for the love of god yeah. tell me what i'm doing wrong <laughs> it's like, no and you just sucked that in and i've noticed that too with the same text is like you, you tell them not necessarily what they're doing wrong but like hey you know if, if you if if if, if you decided maybe to use the restroom before you got to work or maybe like if you had your next whatever whatever tip you want to tell them like hey maybe if you hustle a little bit you could pick up your oh that's a great idea i'm gonna do that and it's like but you get the other guys are like why are you always watching what i'm yeah, doing it's uh, like see, it what's with the freaking attitude uh, man like i'm paying you to do when you do well <laughs> you know and that's one thing they don't understand is like your pay goes along with you know your productivity how well you the shop does so the shop does good you do good yeah, because you, you have an incentive for the shop sales too, right? So yeah. you, you divvy up sh- shop sales at the yeah. end of the month. Yeah, so, I mean, 
we we had uh, you know my tech guys they they get their obviously their hourly rage um as a guarantee then they get their flag time so usually they hit their flag time all the time so i really don't worry much about paying them hourly so it's always a win-win and my my guy has done flag time yeah. my guy has done flag time he knows what numbers to hit and he hits those numbers most of the time so i'm usually not worried about that so you hybrid it out for every tech individually in the shop yeah yeah so and then we used to implement which when the whole pandemic hit that kind of changed everything but we used also used to have a team bonus so based on the growth i had some different tiers you hit this tier a gross profit you get this percentage you hit this one you get this percentage so it's just kind of like a big old pot so at the end of the month depending on where we where we hit that number gets divided amongst them so they had their flag time earnings and then they had their end of the month team bonus you know for working together that was kind of a little iffy because sometimes you know they that tend to create competition yeah because you know this guy needs help and he's asking for help and it's like well no you're you're taking away from my job i got to finish up and yeah they wouldn't help each other i said well you're still working towards this goal so you know that's kind of the whole point i decided to do that so yeah they would they would aban- abandon the team bonus for their yeah. own personal yeah. gain yeah. yeah so it's like oh, shoot i mean just l- they, just they, learning every day huh? they, they didn't go as i expected <laughs> and i mean and now they're asking for it back because like hey so are we ever going to get our bonuses back or team bonuses like what for you guys don't work as a team yeah so what's the point of that that was the whole point is trying to promote that but you know and you, everybody's looking for themselves so I might, you know, I got, I got to just kind of restructure it differently, and and you know, and that, and that also used it for like, like shop cleanup, because that was a, that's one of the biggest things for me is to shop cleanup, and that's one of the areas that I think we need to improve some more. I mean, we it just becomes a mess sometimes in there, and I was like, man, if everybody just cleaned up for themselves, we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, you would think but, so. But one points to the other, and so I didn't make that. He didn't. I didn't do this, and it's like well, somebody did. It just didn't appear by itself, right? So that was also another incentive for that too. But it just a know. cleanly bonus or something. Yeah, the shop culture. I mean, it's, you would assume you you walk in somewhere and it's like you pick something up, you put it back where it belongs, and it's. That's. I mean, but but then there's the. The other side of it where you're just trying to get the job done and, and it's like, well, for the benefit of the shop, if I, you know, you know, out of efficiency, you're trying to just get stuff out of the way so you can get the car in and out of the bay. And so all of a sudden around your bay, you got all these boxes and now you got these oil drain pans, you got everything kind of yeah. pushed to the side because they're just in and out and in and out. And it's, I don't see the benefit of doing that. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, it's hard to say I understand, but I I get the 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 mind process is like, well, I'm not going to yeah. spend five minutes constantly putting everything back when I got to pull the next one in. I'm not going to go put the oil drain pan on the other side of the shop when I got to go pull in the next car to do an oil change. So I'm going to leave it there. All right. So it's so difficult to manage that because it's you're you're trying not to, um, 
micromanage and like, hey, put that oil pan back. Hey, put the rack arms back. Hey, the the adapters they go. There's a little spot on the side of the of, of the of the lift there. They they go back there. That's you know. And so I just found myself just as I walk around, I just start putting stuff back where it needs to go. And I I don't know I don't know how else to manage that hey, situation. No, it's that. like, do do you really pull the pull the tech? Like, hey, just so you know, these little rack adapters. You know the little the little extenders that go on the under the pads. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they go back and the, there's a little. See that? Nice, right there. Click. They go right there. Isn't that? Isn't that cool? So now, so now when I walk by, I don't kick them and they don't go rolling across the freaking yeah. shop. You know. <laughs> no. I, I bet. so I just put it back. It's like I'm just gonna put it back. You know, like, and I feel like the more times they they see it in this spot, maybe it'll be like, oh, that's where they go. You know, but no, I did that for a while and I I got to the point where I said, you know what? No, I can't continue doing this. I can't. They they gotta. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, we're we're a busy shop, so there's hardly any time, any downtime to, you know, okay, let me just put this away. So yeah, they get the tendency of leaving things just there, and then I'll get to it later on when I'm done doing what I'm doing. But that, that never happens. happens. That never happens. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I'm trying to understand that, but and I try to look back to when I was wrenching. I mean, I was told that I, I myself wasn't the cleanest guy, the cleanest person, but. I know, but again, that gave you something to fight, though. Right, but I know. So then you're that, like, I'm gonna be clean. Well, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> maybe, I'm maybe, gonna prove I you wrong. I'm gonna prove you I'm wrong. Prove wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it. But no, I mean, but I, I know that I would put things away. I know tools, especially tools. As soon as I was done with the job, I just put tools away, and, and especially shop tools, I started putting it back. And I had my system. I had, I, you know, I, I had tools where I know they were going, and every time I needed, it, I know it was there. Now, good luck trying to find something. You know, my box that they also worked out of is just, can't even explain it. I, 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 I don't, so I don't have any tools anymore because who knows where they're at. And and, it, and that's, I think that's where I crossed the line right there. So, you know what? If you guys can't respect other people's property, I mean, yeah. I mean, what makes you think you guys can respect the shop? I mean, as far as cleaning it up and whatnot. So, so we, 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 it's a constant battle. I, we have the same talk over and over. We, you know, we have a weekly shop meeting that we have, and that's one of the things that we constantly beat it up all, all the time. And I feel like that's the only way. I feel like anybody listening right now, if you're not doing shop meetings and you're having the same issues, that's you know, it doesn't obviously fix the problem, but at least it like at least it's out there. It's out there, and it yeah. starts pushing back a little yeah. bit too. Because in the same sense, when you when you start the shop, unless you're uh, a business business management, you know and you have a degree in it or, or you've owned a shop before or, or you've seen how a well-ran shop needs to operate, you really have no idea. And so that's what happens. It's like, oh, my toolbox is here if you guys need anything because you're just trying to be a Mr. Happy Helper person, yeah. right? <laughs> whatever, whatever. Hey, I put, I put some yogurts in the fridge for you guys. There's sodas in the fridge. And hey, hey there's a six-pack of beer in there too if you guys on Friday night. It's like freaking Wednesday afternoon. They're cracking beers. You're like, dude, what are you doing, man? That's not what it like... And so it's like you're trying to find that line of like being a nice guy and making every you like you said what? making everybody happy, but it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> no, and that and that's what I'm also talking about. That's where I learned my lesson there too. You know, that it starts getting to the point where yeah, I mean, you had no control. I had no control what goes on in the shop. Sometimes, you know, they felt like oh, I'm just, yeah, four o'clock is cracking beers, and it's like, what are you guys doing? It's not even five o'clock yet. It's still during business hours. Oh, just you know, we just. Just having one, just 
you know, oh, we're done. All, we're, all the yeah, cars are pulled in. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like, no, no, we're no. Just gonna shut, like, we're just going to shut down here early. Yeah, like, what yeah, do you mean so you guys are going to shut you down? You guys, early? exactly. So I got, so I got that. I think that, I think overall that was my breaking point right there is that, you know what? This, if I don't have control of myself, then I'm not going to be able to have control of the shop. I'm losing yeah. it. I'm losing everybody. So from that point on, I just like, nope, you know, I got to change my ways. I could be firm. I could be strict, but I could also be nice. Now, 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 looking back, you're in that situation right now, or talking to somebody that's in that situation. I mean, where do you even start? How do you even like? How do you, like? What you just come in screaming and yelling? You just take all the, you just take everything, throw it away. Like how? How do you even like start to re-course that that ship? And some some guys say it, it's like, it's like, do you take a ship like a, like the Titanic and you try to crank it real hard to the right, and 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 everybody on the on the on the deck goes flying off. Or do you take the ship and you and you start pulling the sails slightly and kind of like before you know it we're we're headed in a different direction and no one's even realized you turned it, you know? Like, does that make sense? Like, uh, yeah, 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 I get you. No, I mean, I, I'm still trying to figure that out myself now. I mean, because all this just started happening recently, yeah. You know, and you know, I, you know, I just came back from my trip, and you know, a lot of a lot of things went down when I was away on my trip, and that thing that's what triggered it. I, I, that strip gave me an opportunity to kind of think things through with everything that's hoping happening at the shop, and so it gave me seven days just to think about it, keep on thinking about it, and say I got to do something. This 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 ain't working. This ain't working. So finally, you know, once I got back, I said, you know, I got to implement this, and this is what I got to do. It's not the easiest, but I had to really, really work hard and 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 change the way I conducted my day-to-day business. Yeah, stick to it. And and the problem is, I think the problem is a lot of it is that all the guys that I have, I see them as friends, really good friends. I mean, one of my guys, I've known him from since middle school. So we have that relationship as being longtime friends. And, Although he says that yeah, he gets it, I mean, from eight to five, it's just all business. And you know, from after five o'clock, you know, hey, we're friends. You're right. I mean, that's that's kind of a good way of looking at it. Yeah. But even my guy, the guy that just left, kind of the same thing. I kind of saw him as a friend. We saw each other as a friend. So there wasn't that respect, I guess you could say, as far as hey, you know what? I'm the boss. You're the employee. We saw each other's but, friends. But, I mean, does there really need to be that line, though? There shouldn't. No, there shouldn't. And that, that, that's tough, that, though, that, too, because that's the mentality you kind of have, too. Right. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I write your check. You do what I say. And it's I, like, that's just a just a disgusting, filthy it is, it is. mindset to have. No, no, and that's the thing. And you know what? And since ever since, you know, I, uh, I took over the, the shop, I kept on, I even tell the guys, too, I was like, you know what? I don't feel good. The, I don't know, I feel weird when they call me boss or yeah. somebody calls me boss because I don't feel it. I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I think they call I, it, um, there's a word for that, the imposter syndrome. Is that what it's called? I think it's called imposter syndrome, yeah. That sounds insulting, but. That's not insulting. Okay, it's, it's, you're an imposter. Yeah, well, like imposter oh, an, an imposter, like you're not supposed okay. to be there, you know? I still don't feel like I, I own a shop. And that's, yeah. I write a rent check. I've been doing it in this new location now for almost two years. And it's like, 
even if it is like I felt like maybe it's just because I was at the 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 previous the old shop and it's like I just kind of took over the lease and it was like oh I'm just writing the check for him I'm just like doing everything for him yeah. and it's like now that we're in a new location I thought that would change my mindset yeah, yeah. but it still does it just still feels like I'm like it's not mine like this it's not not like it's not real but it's like this is not like yeah this is not my life right. like I'm not like I don't own a shop I don't I like you just have this weird feeling all the time of like. I'm just doing, I'm just going through the motions and it hasn't like settled in. And it, maybe you're a little scared of it actually settling in. Cause you're like, right. maybe, if, maybe if I make it real, I'm going to fail. <laughs> you know, what? maybe if I just continue doing like what I'm think I'm supposed to be doing, then it'll just keep going forward. That's exactly right. And I think I just started, I started wrong from the get go. And, you know, by saying or thinking, you know what, I'm just like you guys. I mean, I'm just, I'm, 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 you're equal. I'm, you know, I'm here also to work and, and, but we're, we're not, not, and they don't look at but you we're that not, way either. Exactly. We're not. And then, then I think, they, and they don't, they don't, and look not, at and not, and you know what? I think, I think the stigma around it is like you're not equal because you're better. I think that's right. that's what you don't want to you don't want to say well I'm not equal to you because I'm better but it's not that's not exactly that's not what it is at all. Right. It's just it's just not equal because we're different. different. It's like yeah. saying you're better than your wife. Right. Or she's better than you. Right. So I mean, yeah, you could probably say she that. She is better than me. She's better she's than me. I can't, I can't, me. Yeah. I can't deny that. I mean, I no, no, you're absolutely right. There, but so just all. like I said, Leanne is, <laughs> but you, Leanne yeah, she's, is just she's obviously, yeah, she's, she's obviously she's, a lot better than me. And yeah, we get it. We get it. Okay. I know. Yeah, so we're anyways. not, we're equals or not equals or, <laughs> right. I mean, are we equal or we not? I don't, I don't know what the rules are anymore. Not but anymore but anyway, you, you get the point. I get the point. The stigma behind being the owner you know and and the word owner and, and, it, and it portrays this negativity towards anybody that's underneath you and that's yeah. that's what the problem is, is is trying to say i'm better than you because i'm the owner but you don't know what you're doing right so you're like i don't even i don't want that label because i don't think i am better but it's like that you're not better because you're the owner you just have different responsibilities <laughs> right we're, we're yeah we're i mean like it or not we're in a different level you know, yeah. I'm I I got to step it up and I got to show. Yeah, some days it's uh, up, some days it's down. Some down, yeah. So I think from the get go, I mean, that's how they started viewing me. Is like, oh, you know what? It's just him. I mean, we we known each other for a long time. It's he's a buddy of mine, whatever. And that's what it is. They, they they treat you as a buddy, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they shouldn't be that way. I mean, there's everybody's got to know the boundaries. I'm just yeah. just like. I know, just like I had, I knew the boundaries I went not to cross, yeah. you know, and I respected that, you know, and, you know, even though, you know, it could be a buddy or not, it doesn't matter, but, you know, business is business and, and they got to know how to respect that. And I think from the get go, I never really established that because of that. I just never, I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to feel like I was better than them. I didn't like the, I don't like, didn't like the title. I feel like I was yeah. titled and, you know, I I know. I, I think in my mind, I'm picturing this dictator that I'm just cracking the whip, and <laughs> and you know, I said, no, that's not who I want to be. Right. You know, and then from that point on, I mean, that's when it just started going downhill. It's like it's like working for a corporation and working with a good friend of yours, and then he gets promoted to manager, and you're still yeah the box boy, and it's like, hey, I'm I'm like your boss now, so you got to do what I say. Yeah, and it's, I, like, and it's weird. He's thinking about that. I was like, dude, I know you, man. I, you're the same loser that you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're the so, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, now, now you're my boss. Then I can. I mean, but he took he took the initiative and the motivation to right. go, to to get to that promotion, and so he should be he should earn that respect. Right. 
And I think that's another thing too, is as you did the same thing and I did the same thing as doing what we needed to do to, to put ourselves in the position to be owners. And all of a sudden we feel we deserve this respect. That's just not right. handed out. Right. And right. this is a small part. It's not, it's not like everything, but there's definitely a little bit of like, Hey, like respect me. Like I hired you come in here, give me some respect. And on the other side of it, you got these texts that come in and they're, they deserve respect as well. And it's like this weird street of like, okay, so <laughs> Yo, <laughs> who's better here? You know, dick measuring competition. Right. It's like, no, that's not what it needs to be. No. And then, and honestly, and I think that's kind of the reason why I'm kind of excited about that too, where that's why I kind of took on my wife to come in thinking, okay, you know what? You could take on that role. I think they'll respect more of a woman than anything. I mean, you do have the authority figure. I mean, you, I mean, you, I do what you do at home or I do whatever you say at home. So if you could, if you, you know, you could do the same I thing here. I listen to you. I, I so listen the guys you. will listen exactly. to you. Exactly. You know, so it's like, you know, you have your way of, you know, talking to people and have your way of making people understand things. So maybe they'll listen to you and I could just hide behind your shadow, you know, and not have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Huh? That'd, that'd be nice. But that, that's a, obviously yeah, that it's a work. good shot. It ain't never gonna work. It didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work. Never gonna work. So now that's when I had to change my ways and say, like, okay, then I got to step it up and I got to be that person. Yeah. So trying, just trying to find help, you know, trying to just take an, a, a position in the shop away from your shoulders is what yeah. you're trying to do. You just, that's that's you want exactly. Some, you want right. one less responsibility. Yeah. And I think you look at that situation and you're like, cool, now I don't have to worry about anything. It's like, no, just, just one less thing. Just one less thing to worry about and you can focus more on your whatever your impact is going to be. And that's the hardest thing for me too. I don't quite understand what I'm supposed to be doing day to day, you know, right. uh, whether I'm looking over the, sh- the, the shoulders of, of my guys or doing QC or, um, you know, it's like, wh- wh- what's my role, you know? Cause for the longest time I've been out on the floor and I still am lead tech, you know, making sure the diags are correct, right. making sure the, the headaches are taken care of. I'm the trans builder. So I go back and build transmissions or build rear ends and it's, like and and as slowly as I bring on better techs, it's like I'm 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 not losing, but I, I don't have to worry about those repair procedures anymore. And it's like so now, what do I do? <laughs> and then that, what think, role do I need to take? Right, and that, that's one of my searches that I've been searching quite a while now for somebody to be able to take on that role to like kind of like a shop foreman. You know, you handle the shop, and then now hopefully to allow me to be able to handle the the day-to-day stuff in the business. And that's where the tough part is, is to have, have finding some help. That. Right. But then even if you brought him on, it's like, what exactly, or her, what exactly are the responsibilities that are going to be on their shoulders? It's right. like, and, and trying to find a role for each spot in the shop. I mean, obviously we haven't been in this that long and we don't have all that experience. And there's other guys that are listening that have, you know, four or five shops and they got it pretty well figured out as far as the positions that everyone should be in, that's difficult. It's like there's no, when you're in a small shop, you don't need a foreman for two techs. <laughs> no, well, no. You know, I guess I'm just trying to find that secret. Of yeah, being, yeah, be, yeah. Being able to, <laughs> What's the silver bullet? You know, they, huh? Yeah, they'll be able to, you know, what is it that I need to do to be able to work on the business and not in the business. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of that. That's where I'm lacking. It's just a lot of the business side of it. I just 
I haven't been able to take on because I don't have the time. You're too busy in the business. I'm, I'm too busy in and the business. And everybody tells you to take all these seminars. We've done a few yeah, of them. Yeah, we've done them, you know. Uh, ben, ben Waterhouse wasn't a big one, but where we did that one together down in uh, in L.A. But, um, yeah, it's like you're, you're looking for the, the, the secret formula, the secret recipe. What is it? And it's like you start realizing it's just like one golden nugget at a time until you can build one brick gold bar. And then yeah. you realize you need like about 100,000 of these gold bars. <laughs> Before you even start realizing what exactly you're supposed to be doing. And it's like, you're constantly like, and like you said, it's like, I haven't even had a chance to know what I need to be doing because I've been too busy in the business. And it's like, oh, everyone tells you, oh, you need to focus on working on the business instead of in the business. Like, well, I don't have anybody else to work in the business. Show me how to do that. Show me how to do that. Show me how to do it. But it's like, not only that, but like, I don't have anybody to do the stuff in the shop so I can work on the shop. So it's like, I have to work in the shop. And then like, what's more important? Should I collect money on a car that's not fixed? <laughs> like, right. You can't. What? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do, do that. that. No. It doesn't work that way. So it's that. like, you know, there's so there's so many out there that are telling you like, oh, just, you know, just work on the business. Just hire guys and work on the business instead of working in. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, do you realize I have like 10 to 15 cars on site every day that, I, that need to be repaired? And usually one tech calling in sick, like constantly. Yeah. Like, that's, what, that's what sucks. When everything relies on you. I mean, like you you don't have a choice, you know, you have, you have to stop answering the phones yeah. and you have to go out there on the floor and, and at least the bare minimum, put an assessment on all the cars. So yeah. then you can at least get this, the job sold and then get parts coming. Right. And then in the meantime, you've just missed opportunities. Who knows how many calls that you've missed. And now you don't have a schedule lined up for tomorrow. So even if you were to hire a guy today, you don't have the work tomorrow cause you're too busy working on the work you have today to make the appointments for tomorrow. And it's like this constant side, like how do I get out of this perpetual freaking cycle of like craziness? And it's like, it's just data. It's just one tiny, tiny golden nugget at a time. And then all of a sudden you start realizing you're like, wow. And then you're looking back at seven, eight years later and you're like, all right, like I'm, I'm definitely not doing what I was doing six, seven, eight years ago, you know? Like it's definitely, it definitely made a small amount of progress, and I think that in itself is a motivator to keep showing up the next day. No, yeah, and I look back, and you're right. Things are not the same as they were seven years ago. Yeah, but so you look at the end of the year, and you're like, nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in the same spot. I but. feel like I'm in the same damn spot. Yeah, <laughs> after like six months to a year, like what the hell? I haven't done anything. Somebody help me. <laughs> Nobody's gonna help you. And I think it's just this continual circle, just this vicious circle that just you gotta just continue on swimming. Yeah. And no matter how tired you get, you gotta keep on keep on going. Eventually, things will get better. Yeah, I, I think so. I, that's what I keep on telling myself. <laughs> things will get better. Well, know, they've gotten all, they've gotten a lot. They've they gotten a lot better. I can't complain. They have gotten a lot better. Um, you know, and hopefully more better this year, and all so on and so on. But it, it, yeah, it's just a constant fight, and I think surrounding yourself around people that have the same mindset too, right? Good point, right? I there. mean, you have to have. You can't get better if you're constantly involved in other, um, in other people's shop lives, if you would, or something where they're not doing well. Like you're not going to learn anything from them. You're not going to push yourself. You're not going to say, "Hey, you know." How's everything going there? And so you have you, you need the motivation of being around other good right. shops and that's that are doing reason, the same thing. And that's the reason why I like hanging out with you. Oh well, I mean you're you're my you're you're my mentor. 
I guess I'm, you could I'm say. Oh, yeah, don't don't ever put yeah, that. Don't ever man. put that on me. <laughs> don't you no. put that evil you on me? <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> no, you know it's like honestly, um, I'm, I was never a big a big uh, podcast person until you started little by little. Just yeah, it took me about uh, a year to get you here. Huh? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I've, I haven't yeah. been doing this for a year, but to finally sit you down and, and actually talk about this for you know an hour. I don't know. You know what? I don't know what possessed me to do it actually. The what? I don't know what possessed me to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. It's good I mean, to get I it find, out. You know? I, I think I say, you know what? It's not the end all be all, but it's it's good to no, I think, I think recap it, the last couple of years and yeah. kind of we're in a situation where we kind of reflect, do a little bit of self reflection. And, and this is no different than the conversations we have on a daily basis. So yeah, it's that's like, true. You know what? Why not? Yeah, we had a lot of good conversations. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff that uh, opens your eyes a little bit and makes you realize, like, hey, you know what? We're on different. We're in different paths, but we're dealing with the same issues. Right, right. And this is this is what I enjoy about this our conversations is that you know I take I think in a lot you say, and I learn from them. I mean, I take a little bit of what you're doing. I say, okay, you know what? You just got some valid points there. Let me try to work on that over there. And yeah, it goes back and forth. Back back, back and forth. So it's. And I, I think if a lot of shops were to do that. I th- yeah, things would be way different. Yeah, and they don't need to be a part of like, you know, group ten meetings. Even though they're fantastic, it's, you know, just have just going down the street, going down yeah. to your your neighbor shop, and just say, hey man, what's up? And you know, there's there's a lot of guys out there that have an attitude, and they they don't want to give up their secret sauce or whatever it is. But right. I guarantee you, the best shops will have no problem sitting down and talking to you about it. No. You know, there's no, no competition. I, no, no, that's what I, that's <laughs> one thing I kind of kind of hate when people say, hey, well, your competitor over there said this. It's like, I don't have competitors. I am the competition. I am the competition. No, I don't have I don't have competitors. You know, he's my he's my uh, business partner. We're all we're all in this together. Yeah, man. we're all in this together. I mean, there's yeah, there's plenty of work to go around for everybody. There's no need to be fighting over. There's definitely no reason to like start price gouging. No. I mean, as soon as you start, I mean, I like the competition because it allows you to take other people's perspectives. We have a conversation. Hey, I'm doing this. It's working really well. Oh, I'm not doing that. And there's that competitive edge of like, oh, maybe I should try that so then I can be doing well in that aspect, right? But I think overall, looking at it as a competition is where you start getting desperate and then you start price gouging and you're you're just looking to just beat the number. Oh, he's got got a hundred car count. I'm going to, I'm going to do 110. Yeah. It's like, this is what, what are you doing? That's not, that's not helping anybody do anything. You know, it's yeah. like, I like the the competition. Like, Hey, I'm doing digital vehicle inspections. It's like, Oh, that's rad. I want to offer that service to my clients as well. And I hope the next guy down the street is also going to do that. So yeah. what I'm going to do, I'm going to go over there and without looking like I'm bragging, I'm going to say, Hey, check out this really cool thing right. we're doing now. And then everybody steps up yeah. their game and everybody's doing it. And it brings the whole industry up and everyone's like, well, that's really rad. Like auto technicians, Really yeah. take care of my car, not grease monkeys. Yeah, you know, that's, and that's a big point right there is finding techs. You yeah, know, and then yeah, and then you know, yeah, there's, there's there's no if everybody you know if everybody everybody was on the same page, I, there would be no need for you know clients, customers be jumping from oh well, I'm going to go over here because it, cause it's cheaper, right? You no. know, if we're on the same page, I mean, it'll be you know, it'll be a service aspect, aspect. exactly. It's like I go to I go to Lalo because I like Lalo. Bottom line. Wow. Period. You know. Really. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would. Of course, wow. I would. But I'm, I'm just saying, like in general, like it makes me warm and clients would be clients would be based on the shops that they that they like, right? And it wouldn't be because right. they're ten dollars cheaper. It's like right. I just like the way he operates. I like the right. way he dresses. I like the way he smells. I like his 
wife and kids or whatever, you know, like there, there, it would just be more of a personal, like, Hey, you know, here, right. here's the service I'm offering. Oh, I like you. I like the way you operate. So I'm going to continue my business with you. And I'm going to, here's, here's, you know, I think a lot of that's what it is. The biggest seller is that it's just the way you handle or conduct business or the way you present yourself. Right. But I, on, on the point you were bringing up is like, if everyone was on the same page yeah. like that, that would be the way clients would find shops. And right. not like, oh, uh, they do a freaking an AC service for one forty nine ninety five. They do a transmission flush for one seventy nine ninety five. Is like, no, what? yeah. I but but it. but from a from a from a client aspect, you can't help but like price shop a little bit. This whole world is based on having things brought to you and and being on Amazon and looking for whatever you're looking for on Amazon being two dollars cheaper. I was just gonna right? say that Amazon, right? <laughs> right? Like you just you're just scrolling through and you're like, oh, it's two dollars cheaper. I'm gonna buy that yeah. one. And it's like you can't help but translate that over into to to a service industry because that's just how you how their brains are, are wired, how all our brains are getting wired, and and so it's really difficult when when you have a shop that's doing price gouging like that because it's just such a primitive part of their brain that they're tapping into. Like, oh, we're the cheapest. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go there. Like, yeah, you, it's the same. It's the same exact service, but it's a hundred dollars less. It's like, but it's not. Or, or no, or it's two dollars less. It's like it's with the like the smog. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna go next door because it's two dollars cheaper. Really, for two dollars, you're gonna just go right over there for two dollars. I mean, you're already here. I mean, what's yeah. two? What's two dollars? But two dollars, I guess, is a big difference. Yeah, you know, and it's just amazing you know, people's mentality. Can we just? Oh yeah. Or the ones that get the the free the free diagnosis. I'm gonna go there because they're they're gonna look at it for free. Free, yeah. It's not gotta, free. Gotta it, ain't, it ain't gonna be free. Like it's, <laughs> I guarantee their service work at the end of the day is gonna be more than what my repair is gonna be. Mm-hmm. But as soon as someone says I'm gonna look at it for free, it's like instant trust. And nothing for nothing. Instantly trusting. Yep. You know, it's like oh they're gonna do it for free. That means that they're good guys. What? No. How's that even what? <laughs> free, huh? <laughs> They 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 won your trust over saying free instead of all the information I just gave you and all the transparency that I've just spent ten minutes on the phone talking to you about. Cool. Go get your go get your in quotes free work done. You know, like it's it's it blows me away. The price, the price, and it's it's such an easy thing to fall into, an easy trap, especially when if you're a shop starting out and you and you don't have any clients. Is like first thing you do, be the cheapest guy in town. Yeah, that will flood your doors. You know, it will. But then all of a sudden you realize I'm not making any damn money, no. and I got 80 cars coming in every month. Where's all my damn money? No, yeah, you you, you attract the just the wrong clientele with you know being the cheapest and yeah, and they're the hard and they're the hardest ones to no, fire. Part, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly right, and, I, and I've learned that too. I mean, I learned that the hard way. And finally, I say, nope, no more. Not, I'm, this comes to an end now. Yeah, you know, and now I'm I'm my I'm, I'm grateful and happy for clientele that I have. I yeah. mean, they're easy going and whatever you recommend for the most part, yeah, get it done. Yep. So it's supposed to be during, during normal operating hours as well, right? Nobody showing up at six thirty, seven o'clock. Oh, never. Hey, since you're closed now, can you take a quick look at this? You know what? I don't even understand. I have the doors closed and yet you still have the audacity to knock on the door and open the door. And it's like, Hey, uh, I got this car outside that uh, is doing this and this and that. And, like, and since you're closed, you mind taking a quick yeah, look at it for free? And it's like, what? whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the doors are closed. How? I, I mean, doesn't that give you a clue that we're closed? We're all done here. We're for done. Today. <laughs> 
And like, look up, look up Yelp, and their hour, our hours are on there. I mean, it's like <laughs> eight to five. It's six thirty. That's so oh, weird. What, what would you do? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> it is weird. It's a, it's a strange mentality. Weird people out there. Well, on that note, to circle back, so starting starting a shop for anybody out there looking to start a shop and wants to move forward, you have great recommendations as far as um, making that transition possible. Definitely get creative with it, right? Don't just use the first guy. You guys did a lot of research before you decided to actually move forward with the purchase, right? So for me, to, to I said I was going to mention this later in the show, so I had a handshake deal with my original um boss my we did a handshake deal i did a tool and asset purchase so i basically bought all the tools and equipment in the shop and then i gave him put them on salary until the tool purchase was made at that point i took over the lease and then he was pretty much out of the picture it was pretty cut and dry um that was pretty much the easiest way we didn't have any key and we didn't have any key employees that i took over um in fact everybody that was there pretty much quit once he was out of the picture so i kind of was you know started from from from, from zeros like anybody that was there during that process as soon as he walked out they all kind of left with him um mainly because of some budget cuts that were taking place <laughs> in a sense and also some uh you know we need everybody here at eight o'clock okay 10, 15 doesn't work anymore, people. Right. So uh, anyway, they all left. And that was kind of how I did it. I just did a tool and equipment purchase. Everything was kind of uh, a handshake deal as far as what was worth what. And then we wrote, wrote it down. I gave him a check every month and then paid him his salary. So that took care of him. He got paid well um, while he was there and then also got all his you know his equipment back. Uh, there was no procedures or practices, but if you're looking at this kind of situation, uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of different indicators you need to put into 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 play. And for you, using the company you did, they kind of did all that for you. Yeah, they they they, 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 was they put a val- they put a they put a monetary value on everything. Yeah, they yeah, yeah I mean from the equipment to you know. The shop lease to, and then you have then you have the goodwill of the of the of the owner. So you got to pay him a little goodwill. Yeah, and then you know from evaluating the, he had a way to evaluate the employees and see what you know what those employees that I had at that time what the shop was worth. So they put all that together and came up with the a value for the shop. So yeah, for me it was, I guess you could say a lot easier. Yeah, because everything was yeah, it was everything was done for us. So, you know, he did his job and you know got everything on paper and looked it over and okay, yeah, everything looks good. I mean, I I agree at this price and and so um, as of this year, um, I'll be majority owner. So I was pretty much buying like chairs. Shares. So you're owning, owning yeah. more and more each Every year. Every year, I was buying shares for the business little by little until now that I'm, I'll be majority owner. So at this point, our roles are going to flip. So now, I pretty much take on his position. Yeah, it's a cool way of doing it. And then now he's kind of where I'm at now, and so the remainder balance that I still owe him would be just monthly payments of, you know, whatever amount that is, and and then he, you know, I could still keep him on because I have him as a kind of a bookkeeper. Right now, um, so I could still continue keeping him on as a bookkeeper, handling all my you know bookkeeping, you know invoices, stuff like that. Or so for a, for a last note on this thing, looking back, whatever the 
set value, say it'd be a million dollars that they put the value on this, right? You had a million dollars in your back pocket, right? Would you have given him that million dollars to make him go away and you take over 100% or would you have gone back and do the exact same path that you're on all over again? Man, that is a good question. Um, Honestly, as much as... Knowing what you know now. Yeah. As much as I would like to say I'd rather give him a million bucks and go away, I don't think I would have had some of the knowledge I have now if it wasn't if it wasn't for him being on board still. Even though, you know, like I said, even though we, you know, didn't agree on a lot of stuff but Oh yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, but you know, he still was there to guide me. I mean I still had questions, like, hey, how you know, how did you do this? Or how you know, so he still was there he was a big help. Uh, but now where I'm at this point where I can't I am not saying that I know a lot now. I'm wiser than him, but um, I'm at the point where now it's okay. I think it was a good ride already. Let's just try to cut ties now. Um, I'm at a point where I could handle you're, myself. You're, you're, your wings have sprouted and you're ready, yeah. ready to take uh, your... I was like, I'm a peacock to fly. To <laughs> 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 ready, to, ready to make that leap out of that nest. Yeah, though. yeah. I'm ready, Get I'm the ready peacock to, yeah. colors ready. To, <laughs> looking yeah. good, too. So, you know, so yeah, I'm at the point where I think I'm ready to go. And, and you know, I got ideas i want to do now and so you know the numbers lot, are looking good numbers Stuff, are looking stuff's good. actually starting to kind of fall into place yeah and, given that they're still and you know where to put your energy now right yeah yeah and then you know no, i'm not saying that every day is you know walking the park i mean i still got issues that i still got to resolve in certain areas well, as I'm long still, as you've realized the issues is what's yeah important. so but for the most part yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm ready to kind of taking these ideas and run with them and you know yeah. and and now not having somebody to say no I, mean, I don't think that's a good idea you shouldn't do it i said well i need to just to, like this whole experience been about learning about your mistakes same thing i got to learn from my mistakes so even even though if maybe this idea isn't the greatest i got to go for it and try it and see what happens if it doesn't work out okay it doesn't work out now i know it doesn't work out right so at least now i could it's on me. I made a decision that didn't work versus, well, no, I got to consult with them, see what he said. Well, no, it's not going to work out, so we're not going to go for it. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, just being able to make your own mistakes. Uh, own mistakes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun. No, it has been fun. That's good. This is a good one. So I had, my, I had my reservations, but you know what? Yeah, I figured as much. I know. I was... I sat out there in the parking lot for a while. I don't, you probably didn't notice, but I was there for an hour just like, should Contemplate I go in? Him. Yeah, should I go in? Or maybe maybe I should just call him and say, hey, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm going to call him Yeah, yeah. So a little froggy. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad we did this. I mean, it was good. So now it's like I'm looking forward to the, the next ones to come. Yeah. If the next ones to come. Well, thanks everyone for listening. This has been The Gearbox. Until next time.